But the first biggest thing for me was, you know, trusting her with my vehicle. So that's why I gave her the Porsche. Mm -hmm. So she did pretty well with it. <laughs> you know, still sitting in the, in the garage now, but you know. My name is Chris Randall, and this is Men Talk Women. On this podcast, we dive into love, dating, and sometimes situationships as four brave men open up about their own relationship and tell it all. Each episode captures the raw and unfiltered perspective of one man navigating the twists and turns of love. From amazing beginnings to crazy revelations, we follow their journey through four pivotal moments in their situation. So get ready to laugh and connect as we break the stereotype that men just don't talk about their feelings. Stay tuned. Men Talk Women starts now. What is your relationship status? Married. Married. Now, this is an interesting conversation because uh, Alex is my brother-in-law. So, Alex married my sister. So, this is a very, I don't know, I think it's a cool, I think it was a, it was a dope opportunity uh, for us to just continue to, you know, talk. So, mm -hmm. just spanky new marriage. Um, how long did y'all date? We dated for over three years. God dog it. I didn't know it was that long. Mm -hmm. Three years. <laughs> now, that, but it didn't feel like it though. It didn't feel like it? No, not at all. Just because we dated all the way through COVID. Um, like we dated a couple months before COVID hit. And then, you know, they shut everything down. Yeah. So at that point, it was... And she would come over on the weekends, and was, that was the escape. You yeah. Because we, we have really nothing to do. So it was... It didn't seem like three years. Yeah. But we started planning, you know, to be married probably probably a year and a half into it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we, we had the conversations and the talks. And so I, I was just real, you know, driven on, like, I'm getting married. I'm like, okay, well, certain things got to be in play. Yeah. You know, not, not that the relationship is not there. Mm -hmm. I just wanted certain better things, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like just, you know, better place of living, mm -hmm. you know, better cars, and make sure the bank accounts was right, you know, that I can provide and protect, mm -hmm. just do all the rest of that. So yeah, three years, so. Was that, I think that's a good, um, you know, model to be, to really plan it with the person. Um, and I think it's, it's something that in, I guess, society that people would tell a, a guy, mm -hmm. but the actual conversation to be like, yo, I, I do want to, you know, get married. I do want to marry you, but I want to have these things in, in place right. before that happens. Did y'all, um, argue about that or not almost say argue, did y'all agree or disagree about? Oh, it just, it just came together like glue. I, we both said um, a standard, you know, it was, I needed to have at least 10 racks in the bank and mm -hmm. then I set the standard for her to have the 10 racks and then right after we wrote it down and talked about it and kind of brought the energy together, that's when she got her promotion mm -hmm. literally two weeks after that we spoke it and it showed right up. So it was, it was just, I knew it was divine just because of the, the goals that we had started setting, right. you know, for one another. And so, um, you know, and I was, I was, I, to me, you know, you know me, like I'm a big car guy. So yeah. like I have met in, in, in the, in the past 
you know, dating or whatnot, even letting a female drive my car was a big deal. Yeah. You know, like I would have to be sick or <laughs> <laughs> almost dead on the side of the road type, you know, like to to make it happen. But I once we came into the agreement, I, I was like, well, the first biggest thing for me mm-hmm. personally, because it was important to me, not having any children out here mm-hmm. or anything else was, you know, trusting her with my vehicle. So that's why I gave her the Porsche. Mm-hmm. So she did pretty well with it. <laughs> you know, it's still sitting in the, in the garage now, but you know, I'm about to sell it and we're going to upgrade and get her a new one so she can be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so the fact that I could trust her with my vehicles, I was like, well, okay, well, if I could trust you in the most important area to me at mm-hmm. this time, then I can trust you in other places. And so, um, but the biggest thing that we, when we started dating, is is we would talk about, you know, spirituality and religion mm-hmm. and God and, you know, our, you know, it just all kind of kind of came together where it was just an understanding. Mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, even in three years, even after the wedding, before the wedding, everything like that, we never argued. Mm-hmm. The things that we would kind of go back and forth on is the spirituality points, like, you know, just the knowledge and information, mm-hmm. you know, like concerning the Bible, concerning the pastors, concerning churches, mm-hmm. and like just the general concern of what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we've witnessed, and saying, ooh, I like that, I don't like this. Yeah. And so, but her points completely lined up with mine. And the crazy thing is, is even before talking to her or dating her, you know, I was working on myself. Mm-hmm. I started that spiritual journey right around 30. And it was about, you know, she showed up at 33. So okay. I was like, hmm, that's the year of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't necessarily, I, in my personal feet, it was, I wasn't really preparing and saying, ooh, I'm ready for love or I'm mm-hmm. ready for a relationship. I was still just kind of working on myself. But you'd be surprised when you start to line yourself up spiritually what can show up at the door. Mm-hmm. I, I knew her a whole year before we even started dating. Right. You know, because she was singing praise and worship at the church that she was attending. And I played at the church. Mm-hmm. And people started hinting and suggesting that we dated. But I kept kind of downplaying it because I was still wrapped up in myself. Yeah. So once I started to see and work on myself, I was like, okay, I'm open. Because I had usually dating women, I would, you know, I had a certain standard. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, okay, give me light skin, long hair, somebody with some money. You know, yeah. like, but all of that went away because that was all ego driven. Yeah. So once I kind of dropped that, she was right there, and we started talking. We started, you know, we, we we went out a couple times, and you know, got to the place to where I was like, "Are you, you know, you comfortable coming over?" Yeah. You know, and so once she came over, because you know, you never know how people are out in the world or mm-hmm. even at church versus being at home. Mm-hmm. So the fact that her energy was right and she was very loving, very patient. Um, kind of open up doors but what really connected us was our fathers our stories of our fathers mm. and so I didn't know the story of of you know y'all's or mm-hmm. you know y'all's father and so when she explained it to me there was just this sense of no nah, that's you know I, this sense of protection like mm. this sense of 
you know, because I had been, my father been gone since I was 12, going on 13, so we tell my 18 plus years, so my perspective of giving her, like, hey, you should be caring for your mother a little bit more, I see that, you know, you're there, you, you're giving, you're caring, but, you know, don't trip on what's happening now, because the things that you got, I didn't necessarily get, like, mm -hmm. for instance, you know, like, your dad was there to see you walk across high school stage. Mm -hmm. Your dad was there to see you drive for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I would point out the things that I didn't get and kind of give her some perspective on, yeah. you know, it's very tough. It's very difficult to walk through, you know what I mean? Because you're kind of forced in the situation. Yeah. So you have to adapt. It's like kind of throwing a, a you know, a, a pebble in a pond. Mm -hmm. Like you can't stop the ripples, but at the same time, you can watch them die down mm -hmm. and, and go to the places where they need yeah. songs like the show. So that was my comparison. So the the father aspect was big mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it just, it brought a sense of appreciation. Like even to myself, even with my mom's as far as like what she's, you know, going through and the stuff that, you know, I had to go through growing up. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, kind of bringing it back uh, full circle, it just, it was just easy. Mm -hmm. I had past relationships mm -hmm. that, you know, it was tit for tat. It was, it was, it, it was just, it, I could tell that that wasn't what it was supposed to be. And with her, it was just very smooth, very easy. It was no comparison. It was no competition. Mm -hmm. it was, I didn't have to be something to mm -hmm. be with her. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Wow. <clears throat> I remember... I guess in the beginning of meeting and getting to know you, you know, I, I, I think this was after um, I found out some kind of way that y'all were dating. She talked about, and I, rem she, I remember her saying um, that you were very, that the situation with my dad was very, you were angry almost just like she was angry. You know, you were very supportive in her, you know, feelings and going through that um, situation where you were like, nah, like that's not, that's not cool. And I'm going to, whatever I, I, I need, needed to do, you know, support or be there for you or whatever. Right. And, you know, and I, I, I was trying to make light of the situation, but I was more, you know, I'm more of a, you know, not aggressive, but at the same time, it's like, no, we can make a phone call. Like, yeah. We can, do you want me to go get him? I, <laughs> I, we can go wrap up this dude real yeah. quick. Like, I, I, you want me to bring you a finger or a toe? <laughs> you know? And that's how I was. I was yeah. like, no, because there was, what she was explaining to me, it was just not that much closure. And then yeah. as dramatic as mm -hmm. it was, it was like, that is completely, nah. Like, yeah. it, just, it just wasn't going down that way. And I still have a little bit of, let me close this chapter for you. And let, yeah. At least let me find out what this dude is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let, let me, let me, at least, because I know the way that you would approach it would be something completely different, but I said, if I kind of compared it if me and my brother were in the situation, mm -hmm. being that mom has been in the, you know, legal and law system for over 35 years. It was like, all right, we ain't gonna go to jail, but we going to get him. And, <laughs> and if we going, if we going to get him, we know mama going to back us up no yeah. matter what. Like, if we got to call, if I got to call the chief, if I got to call the judge, if mm -hmm. I got to call the lawyer, we had all of that 
lined up. So yeah. wasn't afraid about ooh the systems or the consequences. It was just about just bringing it to find peace. But she still had a place of peace even in it. Yeah, you know, and it was still difficult for me to even hear her talk about it. You know, like to the degree because you know. As an individual would go through something like that, it's like, oh, this is what I would have did. Yeah. You know? So my mind kicked immediately to that, but I realized, like, well, everybody doesn't handle it, you know, in the same manner. Yeah. Or even having the emotional state of where she was coming from, um, you know, it was like, you know, she kind of let it go, you know, mm-hmm. like to a, to a degree of anything that I do is not going to bring him back. I mean, right. and, and that's one thing that I would point out. I mean, you can cry all you want to, but it's not going to change the situation. Mm-hmm. So we got to find a different perspective on um, what he has done, what mm-hmm. he did do, um, and not really harnessed on the moments of the future. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It, it was a similar situation for me too. It's so, and I, because I, I even understand people's um, anger and people's aggression towards, well, let's figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only place somebody can be on the outside, you know, looking in. Mm-hmm. I don't, because I don't even think her and I, or a lot of people in my family, have, I think we have the space to be angry as well, but. So much of that is 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 wrapped up in us continuing to grieve and then continuing to put the pieces back in our individual lives. Right. So then to make room, more room for the anger, it's like ah, you know. So I just kind of let friends, you know, have the anger for me. Right. Have the I was like yeah. I yeah, I totally get it, you know, because I don't even know if I can operate in both spaces, right. you know. So you you do do what you I mean, don't go do none, but at the same time. You feeling like you feel, right. I'm gonna let you have that, like, right. cause I, cause you know, that'll that'll put me in what I'm going through, and in me still taking care of my family, you know, at in jeopardy because now I gotta be, I gotta be kind and patient and loving towards them, and then I, I also gotta be like angry and aggressive and be like, where this nigga at? <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's probably hard to hold both of them. Right, so exactly. I let you know y'all and other people. Right kind of handle that and I think it's a good in a lot of ways it's a good support right. you know to while we're continuing to you know go through it but I, I know I remember I remember that you know that she spoke a lot about now he's like and even being around you at that time it was when we when we were talking about the, the situation more and more you know um, during that time you was like nah nah just, just it was like one of those you know, I ain't saying nothing, but just just let me know when. Right. Let me know when you need me to clock in. Right. Let me know when you need to. You know, like, you ready for the phone call? Right, like, right, exactly. Like it's kind of to the degree when I when I would talk to my aunt, you know, about um, like what maybe what a female would do to me, and I would call my aunt, not my mama, because my mama is just gonna be like, you know. Let's just kind of let this go. Mm-hmm. My aunt's like, okay, what's the permission? <laughs> what, can, what can I do and what can I not? <laughs> like, damn, we got to take that far. <laughs> so, you know, it's like we kind of have this ride or die type of situation. And so I just, I wasn't trying to demonstrate like, oh, I'm a pre- I can definitely protect you or I can find out or find the answers that you haven't found. Yeah. But 
you know, I would sit down in a place to where, um, you know, like I said, I would have to have kind of the permission to kind of find it. But mm-hmm. then again, kind of going down that path, it's like, what am I invoking back on myself? Like, yeah. what am I bringing back into, you know, kind of the home or, or around me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could put a lot of people in jeopardy just based off of my decision, off yeah. of my bitterness or my anger. Yeah. So it was like, it's there, but it, we have to dial it into something else. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, you know, at, at, at a certain point, it's like, you know, you find a place of peace. Yeah. And a place of comfort. And to me, I'm not a replacement for that. We, mm-hmm. we always need that, no yeah. matter what, because there's times that, you know, that I would go through. I'm like, and I would find myself ooh emotional, and I'd be like, dang, why am I emotional? And it's, I, I can I can get back to the question of daddy or the phrase of if daddy was here you know I can always get to you know like if my daddy was here this wouldn't be happening mm-hmm. or if my daddy was here I would have this mm-hmm. you know and so uh, you know being that my mom was widow for 18 years I mean she didn't date often she didn't need anybody you yeah. know she had her own career and was very very you know financially stable and so I would fill in the role you know, a lot of the times. I'll never forget kind of growing up being around, uh, you know, my friends and kind of going out. Like, I had the freedom. She gave me a lot of freedom to go out. She would travel a lot of the times, and so I would usually have the house to myself on weekends. And mm-hmm. I could, you know, go and come as I please, not with too much, you know, too much flack. But there was a lot of duties that I was fulfilling as well, yeah. unbeknownst to me, until yeah. I got to, I, I didn't really realize until I got to about 27, 28, and I could start to see my anger or my bitterness start to come towards my mother. Mm. And so, you know, like, you know, it was a lot of things that I got, you know, as far as to make it happen, and she kind of brought it into perspective. She was like, well, these issues and these problems that you were ha- you are having, you wouldn't be addressing me with, you know, like if you had a wife or somebody right there, like you wouldn't be blaming me for this situation. And it kind of brought it to, uh, uh, you know, like a standstill. Like I was putting out a lot of energy, you know, not negative energy, but a lot of blame, a lot of issues, a lot of my problems on Mm -hmm. my mom. Like you didn't do this and you didn't do that Mm -hmm. and all the rest of this. And so, and, and a lot of that was, kind of the role reversal coming back to this role reversal so when daddy was gone brother went to college you know my friends would be like yo we going out tonight I'd be like okay cool but before I could leave you know that that room needed to be clean Mm -hmm. that bathroom better be clean that my kitchen needed to be clean get this floor done make sure you dust vacuum my room Mm -hmm. make sure them cars is washed make sure this grass is cut so I was fulfilling a role unbeknownst to me that a lot of the role would have been done by my dad or my dad would have told me to do it yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah now growing up in the very first house i call it the 3811 <laughs> back there 3811 you know my daddy would get us up you know we would we, we would have to cut that grass we lived on the third of an acre so that backyard took at least 45 minutes to cut mm-hmm. so right now even currently even a couple weeks into the marriage i'm like look we get in the house, I don't want no huge job. Because <laughs> I got PTSD. <laughs> and, yep. it's, and it's it's Texas, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's 110 degrees out here. So you better be up by in the morning and you don't want to do it in the afternoon. Yeah. And don't tell me you finna pass out. No, <laughs> we ain't got time for that because everybody working around here. Yeah. So getting to a place of 
I got in condition of taking care of the home front before I could even leave the house. <laughs> a lot of my homeboys be like, dang, you got to do all of that? Like, <laughs> we ain't going to never leave. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got a system down, bro. Give me 45 minutes. I can get this done in 45 minutes. We're going to be rolling, bro. Trust me. And so I just got to a place of understanding, like, you know, like relationship-wise, you know, going through each relationship and learning, you know, different aspects of what I should and should be doing. Yeah. But again, even dating and getting to the marriage of her, she didn't set a standard on me. You know, you got a lot of females out here. It's like, well, if he ain't making a hundred thousand dollars, I can't. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. She, she was, and the, the, the loving part about her is, is, you know, I dated a lot of materialistic, you know, type women. So you know, I always thought, you know, oh, let me have a better car, and let me put on the better clothes, let's put on the cologne, let me look and present my best and give the representative. When I was, when we started meeting, I didn't have to be any of that with her. Like I could just completely be myself, not yeah. a representative of of what I could provide for you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, being that she's very non-materialistic, I could give her a standard, you know, a, a newer standard, which is gratifying to me and she loves because I get to spoil her in ways that that I get enjoyment from and you know it's not even about the material stuff but it's it's just about different experiences mm -hmm. and, and, and opening it up like we give each other different experiences and I love it because like she's opened me my whole food palette she's opened that <laughs> completely up like I'm like green onions mm -mm. <laughs> But now I'm like, put the green onions on there. You got the chives and the onions, you know, like, and, you know, she, she, she takes it. So we've experienced each other. And so our center ground was definitely music. Mm. And so she opened me up to a lot of different music. And I showed her music as well that she hadn't heard, but then she showed me uh, our common love right now, soca music. Okay. And so uh, we have a band that we love, KES band. They off the chain, um, you know, and a lot of other artists associated around there. Um, and so, literally, we got tickets booked <laughs> for the next concert because they're coming to Dallas, right? And so, um, we've 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 just, you know, like our our center foundation, of course, is you know the love of God and our religion, not even religion, but the the spirituality behind it and how it, it can open up. So. I've, I've introduced information to her and she's done as well, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, as far as perspective. And so it, we, we just kind of balance each other very, you know, very mm -hmm. well. She's very calm, you know, very, not necessarily passive, but has a good perspective on a overall view about a situation. Me, I'm more, you know, passionate, as I say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my passion can come off as anger or bitterness or arrogance, but... Then again, once I explain where I'm coming from, she can say, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's what I love. It's kind of like a yin and yang. Yeah. So and that's that's where the balance definitely kicks in. So I love it because now we're at a place of we're growing, you know. Um, and, and, and the biggest thing is, is, you know, you can say you love somebody, but to cohabitate with yeah, that's another thing. That's a whole nother ball game right yeah. there. And so the fact that I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
she wasn't requiring that we go to restaurants and she needed to be wine and dine and you know just all of the you know romantic stuff but i still gave her that anyway that yeah. way she could have that experience but that will never stop you know yeah. because there's different levels to that and so and like i said introducing different standards to one another was that just piqued my curiosity more like i wanted to know her mind her soul and 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 her perspective on a lot of different things because me, I had one way of thinking. I was like, look, if I ain't got it, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, she was like, ah, oh, no, you just need to be content. I'm like, yeah, but I get it though. But <laughs> I know you can get it, you know, but we just, we kind of get to a place of such a good balance with one another. And so that's what made me pursue it mm. even further. Yeah. And then that's when the marriage conversation started to kick in. Mm. And I started to elevate, you know, my standards. You know, just okay. for us. Yeah. So, you know, one of the biggest things that we talk about all the time, uh, because she would, she was staying at mom's. Mm -hmm. Not a problem with that because she was just assisting with mom's. You know, dad is gone. You know, grandmama just left, you know, um, you know, to be with the Lord. So just having that friendship amongst one another, I never wanted to tear that apart. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, you know, a little bit. You had a little bit of, not bitterness, but it was a like, ooh, I hate to, you know, kind of break y'all apart, you know, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's time, you know, yeah. you know, it's time to come on this way. So, <laughs> so she would definitely come over on the weekends. We would have a really good time. And then, of course, once COVID came or a winter storm would come or something like that, it was like, okay, we went from weekends to, you know, three or four days mm -hmm. and then five days mm -hmm. and then the whole week I was like look we're gonna do this there's no way I, if we get married there's no way I can come to a one bedroom condo no I can't because that's that's all we had you know yeah. like that's what I had to offer and to me that's just that just for me yes fine good enough Danny for me but for us oh no oh yeah. no no we need we need not necessarily space but I can remember her being in the condo and working yeah. And her being in the bedroom and I'm, me being in the living room and, you know, kind of going, you know, just having the space. And I was like, no, I, I, I can step my game up. Yeah. So once I said, okay, I'm committed to be doing this full pledge, things started to align. Mm -hmm. Like once we wrote down our goals, we started to, they started to show up. They, we started to accomplish them. And I was like, see, you know, and <laughs> with the right energy, you know, like, the vibe was completely right. We started to get in more of a, a spiritual alignment to where we could receive and open ourselves up to what we were asking for. Mm -hmm. So that's what led us to like, okay, we can do, we can do this. Yeah. And so of course, it, 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 things came not necessarily in the order that we wanted, but they came. Yeah. You know what I mean? So of course, you know, everybody want to be married, then you move, then you get the house. Well, that didn't necessarily come in that order. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was definitely a push um, as far as to get established. And now, you know what, we four bedrooms and we ain't got no kids, no dogs. There's so much extra space. I'm like, ugh. There's so much cleaning we doing in here. <laughs> I'm like, we need to scale this down. Let me scale it up. This is a little, this is a little too much. Like, yeah. But we put it out there and we received it. So, you know, now we're at the place of where we are, you know, looking to buy, you know, like, uh, and not to say, ooh, a rental is bad, but that was the cohabitating, you know, yeah. period. Uh, so it just definitely all started to work out, you know what I mean? So um, it just, 
I, I love it to the degree of where we're we're one now, obviously, but just seeing the response in each other's like her, she has such a soft touch mm-hmm. when it comes to things and can still get things done. Yeah, me, I'm a little like I said, a little bit more passionate when it comes to things. <laughs> if I'm not getting what I want, then we are gonna turn this up a thousand notches and let's 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 see what happens. Yeah, after I turn this up, oh, we getting results now. <laughs> okay, and it's going about a little bit too nice. And so she would she would she she checks me a lot of the times because she can hear me on the phone or dealing with a situation to where. It's not necessarily the way she would approach things, mm-hmm. but I'm like, we're not getting results, so I gotta, I gotta turn this up. So <laughs> my dad was kind of similar in the same way, yeah. you know, very kind of passive and quiet a little bit. But when he turned up, you knew, yeah, it's it's time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. When you were talking earlier about y'all were dating and then y'all put or gave each other. Uh, had goals for each other. Mm-hmm. I don't often hear um, people dating and talking about. I've heard it one time actually. Mm-hmm. I heard it one time. Yeah. Um, with um, Kamika watches a. Uh, her name is Jenny Mai. Okay. A lot, and she got married to um, to Young Jeezy, and this is post rap Young Jeezy. Okay. This is. Real estate businessman, young Jeezy. Okay. This is we dating, and can I give you some homework, young Jeezy? Right. <laughs> so, so Jimmy Maya is talking how talking about how when they go out on dates and he gives her homework and books to read, she's like, I ain't never had a man tell me to go read a book before next time. So it sounds a lot like that, not necessarily in the homework part, but in the goal orientation of the relationship. Right. This is a relationship that we're building. Right. And if we're building this relationship, um, there needs to be whatever you want to call it, some ground rules. There needs to be there needs to be some goals. Right. So when you talk about, okay, before we do this, this is the amount of money I need to have, this is the amount of money that you need to have. Right. Was that a situation did did you know you were going to do that because you tried it, you knew you wanted to, and you tried it with different times and it didn't work, or did it just come, how did that come to be, you kind of establishing those, I guess, rules pre-marriage? Well, the biggest starting point was, was, like I said, for me, I was working on self and kind of spirituality because a lot of the things I started to question, not necessarily with God, but just with I would say either church folks or um, things that people would uh, relate to spirituality manifesting into um, into material things. Okay. So I knew there were certain things that I I wanted and certain things I already had, uh, but kind of being that mom's was completely stable by herself and didn't need a man or somebody to come kick in to provide or have the extra stuff. Right. It kind of showed me and demonstrated like, well, I need to be at a certain level before I even have somebody even commit to me. Mm. So, because I don't, I don't want to be somebody that's slowing you down or in your way. Um, and so one of the biggest things that I loved about and still do is is she has her own company, mm-hmm. 
And once I saw her marketing, once I saw her website, once I saw her, you know, work through and create these products and customers coming back, I just thought her entrepreneurship was just very well, like okay. it was very well put together. Now, you know, you can get into the technical stuff of the marketing and how much you push it, but I believe a lot of, you know, spiritual freedom is tied to entrepreneurship because I see it as not that I don't have time to think or study about God, but if I'm going to work nine to five and in my profession being in auto sales, I mean, we would do 12 hour days, especially at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So when I would get home, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't have time to think outside of work and trying to make money and pay bills. So where does that leave time for God? Of course, I would involve God in my work because I'm not working for people. I'm working for him. But at the same time, I saw that you, you really have something really good here. Mm -hmm. And working on your entrepreneurial skills can open up time and freedom for you to study spirituality or the things that you're not being taught so one of the things I loved is, is she started bringing in the stuff that I was studying like the book of Thomas the book mm -hmm. of Maccabees and these are you know the deleted books that we don't see mm -hmm. and so the fact that she was interested in it kind of opened me up to it was like wow you know mm -hmm. it's, it's not me just me thinking about these things yeah. it, it, she's probably pondered on them and we can study them together mm -hmm. and so um at that point since i had the freedom because i she had her own company she was still working i had my own company out but i was still working it was like well if we get to a place of our entre in in your individualness and my individualness to where we're making enough money to have the freedom to study the things mm -hmm. that we want to study. Now we can go places that we want to go because yeah. now we're not tied to be to a desk. We're not mm -hmm. tied to a certain time frame. Now we can do as we please when mm -hmm. we want, how we want. And so, of course, money can provide that. But how are you going to get money if you're not working for anybody? Mm -hmm. So having the drive, it was always apparent to where, okay, um, and, and let me backtrack just a little bit. One of the biggest things that we would say, and I would tell her all the time, is just like, you know, I know, you know, we've been taught like two come together, they become one. Mm -hmm. But I want you to be whole by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I should be whole by myself. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we are each other's bonus and benefit. Mm -hmm. So when we come together, it's just a whole nother level of whatever we're seeking. So the spirituality, the money, uh, you know, the manifestations, because I'm actually doing it with somebody, mm -hmm. actually giving her affirmations of who she is, giving her drive into her business, giving her just perspective. Because she won't let me touch her business at all. Like, <laughs> if it's not her idea, if it's not coming from her, it's it's... I got to wait. I got to sit patiently and I'm just, I'm giving you options that I'm coming up with that I'm downloading. So the fact that she was open to listen to me help us set the goals mm. because, you know, like I said, to have, you know, $10,000, $20,000 in savings while paying bills can be somewhat difficult, you know, because it's like, ooh, 
we want to pacify ourselves with a lot of materialism. Mm-hmm. You know, and me with the cars, I've had what eleven cars in the last five years, and a lot, a lot of people have eight cars in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, not that cars are important to me, but the perspective of kind of stepping back and saying, well, I can tone this down, mm-hmm. and I can start to put money in the bank so I can look for future. Mm-hmm. So having the longevity perspective, mm-hmm. because a lot of the times we get short-sighted on situations. Mm-hmm. Like we want the instant gratification because right. we grow up in this microwave generation. So I had to step back from my instant gratifications and say, in 20 years, what do I want this to look like? Mm-hmm. In 50 years, what I want to look like? What, what, what do I want this to look like? And work it backwards. Right. So I had to, you know, get it in perspective and set my goals. And once we did, we accomplished them. Like they manifested. Yeah. Like, it wasn't immediate. It took about six to eight months. But yeah. we got there within a year. And I was, I was shocked because we started studying with each other mm. to where, ooh, I didn't know this. Ooh, I didn't know that. Like, she would read to me. I would read to her. Just, just the different knowledge perspectives and bringing it in and actually applying it. We started to see manifestations. We started after we set our goals, and we just got to a, a place of expectancy. So, and, and the perspective of she would, you know, there's no right or wrong answer to when you're painting your own canvas. Mm-hmm. Like art is art. You can look at art and be like, "Well, I don't like that." But you're not the artist. Yeah. So we started to paint a picture together and it started manifesting in, in, in a way to where I had never seen before. Mm. So I could ask the Lord all day, I could pray fast, do all the rest of this, but having somebody else to bounce off of and to give to give perspective and get there with you just showed me this is all of what I've been asking for and it showed all, you know, it showed up within the three years of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've been working and working and working and grinding and grinding and grinding and I got $3,000 in the bank and I'm paying bills. Like, what the, you know, yeah. like this, this ain't working. But for me to be sitting there, start my own company, not working for anybody and manifest, you know, over $10,000 in savings, which is not a lot, but to have nothing to go to 10 and mm-hmm. I didn't really do anything, it was like, oh, this is possible. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to lose this. So nothing can come in between this at this point. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. we, we uh, I, I uplift her. I, you know, we, like I said, there's different forms of worship if you really want to look at it when it comes to perspective. But we ain't going to go in <laughs> all but, you know. So it just, it gives us a way in seeing that, you know, all things are possible. So I just, like I said, I got to a place of, I started to see God show up through me and through her and what we were actually doing. This is Chris Randall. Thanks for listening to the Men Talk Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and it helps to give us five stars. Also, check out mentalkwomen.com for extra details and merch.